Hi, it's Mark Sisson. Welcome to the Primal Blueprint Podcast, where we deliver a variety of fresh content to help you live awesome. Enjoy the show. Engage with us online at marksdailyapple.com and on social media, and send your questions to info at primalblueprint.com. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Primal Blueprint Podcast. Today, we not only have a repeat offender, but seriously, one of the OGs of paleo, guys. A lot of you may not know her, but I think a lot of you might. Um, Vanessa Lambert, she has been a part of the Primal Blueprint family for over a decade now. Um, before I even jumped in, and she was one of the first people I met, and her and her husband have been on the show many times, uh, have a company called Be The Wellness and have run retreats and all sorts of incredible coaching experiences and just life experiences for people. Um, and, but we haven't ever just spoken with Vanessa, and I wanted to have her on, and she's doing really exciting things, and just kind of do a little bit of a walk down memory lane here, because you truly are Vanessa. Welcome to the show, by the way. Hi. Thank you. Thanks for having me, love. It's nice to be back. You really were in the paleo world, one of the first people, you know, it was mm. like Rob, right, Abel, a bunch of... But you and Adam were there at the very beginning. You're one of the, yeah, I mean. The OGs. <laughs> really the OGs. Like I think yep. when I started working for Primal Blueprint, there were like five people there. Yeah. <laughs> but yep. you guys were, um, t- tell us the interesting relationship you had with Marxist and in the kind of intimate, cool events that you guys did in mansions in Malibu that, you know, they don't <laughs> do now. Uh, but, the, the, you know, I bet a lot of people would love to hear the kind of cool stuff you guys used to do together. Yeah, it's it's really sweet actually um to take this little walk down memory lane because you know Adam and I originally got into the paleo primal sphere through Rob Wolf who was our coach um in Chico when we were living in northern California. So we started this cool new workout program called CrossFit. <laughs> and um you know, I think Rob's was the second affiliate or maybe the third affiliate. So we really got into that early on and we started learning about that sort of um th- that training modality and then not there not shortly thereafter we started really diving more into the paleo zone. And I had actually already been pretty paleo. I'd been kind of gluten-free, dairy-free, and sort of skirting around the edges of paleo because of some health issues and some skin issues and just things that I'd been experiencing. So I had actually come to Rob. And then I remember one day we were training and I was like, so, you know, um, I do this thing. I don't eat gluten. I don't eat dairy. And he was like, what? right on. Like, <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> yeah. He's like, you're my people. Hello. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And I was so excited at the time because I'd been trying to talk Adam into it. And Adam was like skeptical, you know, Adam, the consummate skeptic. And he was like, I don't know. It seems suspicious. And Rob was like, no, really, I think this is, this is what we're up to. This is great. So I had this like, you know, redemption moment. And, and then of course, then Rob and I were like homies. And when I moved to LA, when Adam and I moved to LA a couple of years later, he introduced me to Mark and I started actually the very first coaching program that Primal Blueprint ever offered. We had a, um, executive coaching program that I, that I led there up in Malibu when there was just a few of us. And, um, yeah, and that was really cool because it was kind of the first branch of the coaching paradigm that Primal offered. And of course now, it's grown into its whole new iteration and blossomed into just this awesome thing. But 
we were really kind of the originals that were creating some of the the original offerings. And with that, we did some really awesome events in Malibu where we did the some primal luxury retreats. And the cool thing is that some of the clients that came to those original retreats we're still really close with and have come to, you know, tons of be the wellness events. And so it really was just kind of this whole spark that created be the wellness that kind of, you know, uh, gave the support system and gave the platform for, I think all of us that were growing up at that time in our different business modalities, a real chance to create something special and to be part of this new era of paleo and primal, which now feels like paleo and primal is like, OG now. I know. It's like, just so funny. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's so funny. So, uh, I mean, and you know, you also, so tell us a little bit about some of the retreats you've run. I mean, you've taken people to some far away places in this world for some amazing experiences. Just rattle off a few of the locations you guys have uh, done be the wellness uh, experiences uh, with others. Yeah. Yeah. So we've taken folks to Peru. We've done African safaris. We've done trips to New Zealand. Um, we're repeat offenders in Costa Rica. We've taken groups there probably every year for five or six years in a row. Um, and then we've done some domestic stuff, but you know, I think that the cool thing about what we've always been doing at Be The Wellness is we're committed to transformational experiences. We're committed to helping people step beyond their, you know, what they think is possible for them into a new possibility, into a new reality. And the retreats have always been such an amazing mechanism for that. You know, it's like when you take someone to, I don't know, uh, you take someone out on African safari and you're, you're looking at lions in the, in the wild and, and just you're, you're experiencing this rawness of nature. You're experiencing just something so unique, it kind of just shifts your whole reality about who you are and how things are in the world and who you can be in the world. And that's always been what we've been super committed to with at Be The Wellness. And I think adventures have just been such a mainstay of that. Yeah. You know, speaking of Africa, I feel like that place of uh, some faraway places I've been was, wow. Wow. Uh, yeah. I feel you, girl. <laughs> yeah. The it's vastness. Amazing. And again, like when you're looking, I mean, you know, the funny thing is like you grow up, you know, and you go to the fucking zoo and there's like, you know, an elephant or whatever. And you're like, all right. But that you realize when you go to Africa that that all the elephants you saw at the zoo were like the runs, whatever. Because, yeah. because yeah. Then you go to Africa and you literally are like, this thing is no joke the size of a seven story building. Like it's, it's so awe striking Mm -hmm. to be in that environment. And it's so vast, right? Like the, the expansiveness of it, you can fit about five United States within the continent of Africa. So it's, it's just crazy. Yeah. The landscape, uh, it's, that is such an amazing, it's, it's amazing again, transformative, transformative experiences and the ability to have them as well while traveling with a like-minded group that's going to mm-hmm. keep it at a at a vibe that you know you and Adam are going to keep it at, um, which is great. And and also you you both have been so vulnerable in the past, and we've had a lot of vulnerable conversations. And that's what I love about you and your husband. You guys are really open mm-hmm. and uh, vulnerable about your stuff. And you've you know he's talked about uh, you know ayahuasca journeys, right? Healing his PTSD. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah. because he was a fireman for many years. Right. And that's, yeah. uh, 
traumatic <laughs> and, <laughs> yep. and, and your experience as well with that. And, you know, you guys have been very open along all of the like N equal one experiments you've done over the years, I guess for just the, the primal audience right now, and you touched on it briefly, but tell us in general, because you, you, you live a pay, you know, you've been living essentially like, again, like you mentioned in the beginning, a little bit of an accident from the start a paleo life, but what, what does that mean to you? What is that in terms of how you feel? Like give us, because you mentioned, oh, I had some skin issues. Tell us the things that are no longer a part of your life when you, when you went to, you know, being grain-free or gluten-free. Mm. Yeah, well, it initially started because I was having really bad breakouts on my skin. And so I was having like cystic acne. And um, luckily for me, my aunt, who's an esthetician, she told me, you know, you need to get rid of gluten and dairy. And, um, when I did that, my skin cleared up, but I also noticed that the stomach ache I had for my entire life and just kind of expected to be there, um, also went away and I just felt better. I just felt clearer, just felt, um, healthier, quite honestly. And, you know, we know now that obviously all of that is predicated on systemic inflammation. And so when you're inflamed, you know, your weak points, whatever that is for you is the thing that's probably going to be affected. So for me, it was my stomach and my skin. For other people, you know, it might be allergies. Um, that was another thing that I had really bad was was seasonal allergies. And I didn't even really think that that would be dietary related, right? You go to the doctor and they give you Claritin and they're like, right. yeah, it has nothing to do with what you're eating. <laughs> um, but you they make you feel it's inherent somehow that it's like genetically like you're just a person who has allergies and yeah. it's sort of stuck there as a like, this is how it is. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You are just in that lot of people that, you know, got declared with seasonal allergies. <laughs> and, and so I think that's the point is that, yeah, you might have a proclivity towards that, or you might have a proclivity towards um, upper respiratory infections, or you might, you know, whatever, again, your sort of predisposed, maybe weaker points are, are the things that are going to be exasperated when you, when that, when that inflammation is added into the mix. And then when you start to eat this way and you start to live this way, all of a sudden, all that inflammation goes down and there's just all of these things that you just thought were mainstays of your life, mainstays of how you felt about things suddenly resolve. And it's pretty amazing. You know, and the other thing I've talked about this before, that was really one of the coolest things for me too, was the constant mental game of thinking about food. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, when you're eating a, a bit of a higher carb diet, and I will say that after years, I mean, we're talking about almost 20 years now that I've been in this life and been, you know, living and eating this way after a certain amount of years, um, a lot of this stuff did resolve for me in the sense that now if I have some, I have a piece of bread, I have some, I'm, I'm really, it's not that of a, that's, it's not that big of a deal. I think it's because right, you're not attacking your body with it every day and pummeling it with yourself that it can kind of respond appropriately without craziness when you do have, right. You have that headroom so you can buffer right. things, you know? So it's like, yeah, my body's like, okay, yeah, you had that. It's not a big deal, but I put in the work. I put in the work to lay the foundation, to get rid of the inflammation, to really do the things that I needed to do in order to, to heal my body, heal my gut, do all that stuff that we talk about. Um, yeah, and check so, out, by the way, hey, audience, check out Vanessa online. She's got a rockin' bod. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're sweet. Thank you. Do you like I mean, flow, radiate, healthy, fit? 
And that's the thing, right? Because healthy, healthy looks good. I, I think that that's really the point is that no matter what your body type is or, you know, whatever, if you're healthy, you do have a radiance. You do have a projection of yourself that is beautiful because you're healthy and in just innately, you know, healthy is beautiful. <laughs> and so I do, I do think there's something to be said for when your body is healthy and it, it, it's well rested and it feels good and it's being watered and nourished and appropriately, it, it gives a radiance, it gives a shine. And I think that that's, that's what we're really after with all of these beauty treatments, with all the things we're doing. It's really that radiance that we're after. And that really comes from the inside out. So down this journey of the retreats and some of the, you know, spiritual ayahuasca journeys and otherwise that you guys have explored, we're now going to slip into some hippy-dippy stuff, guys. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> prepped up with the wee-wee. We'll deal with the primal stuff, but you know, uh, the, the rest of the discussion is going to be kind of hippy-dippy. Um, <laughs> curious out, but here's the thing. It's interesting, and uh, we'll just talk about what you have discovered in this realm mm. uh, with the Akashic Records, but give us a little intro on what led you to what we're about to talk about. Yeah, I think, you know, I think it's helpful if you kind of couch this from a coach's perspective, because when you're a coach um, and I've been a coach, I got my first coaching job when I was nine years old, um, coaching the younger kids doing gymnastics. It's like, so hold I, on a minute, rewind. What? Record yeah, yeah. So, so we're talking about, I'm 42 now, we're talking about 30 plus years of coaching experience. And I think there's something really important to like frame that with and to, to kind of give that bucket around this conversation, because when you've been a coach for so long, what you come up against and what you realize is that most of what you're up against is really kind of a emotional, spiritual paradigm. Um, if everyone, you know, knew that eating vegetables and fresh fruit and, you know, really high quality meats and they knew that that would make them feel better and they could just do that. And they, you know, then they would just do that. But what gets in the way is these sort of emotional blocks, these spiritual blocks, these belief systems that get in the way of us doing the things that actually activate us in our highest potential. And I think that that is really important to kind of, um, preface this whole conversation with is that a lot of my journey and the modalities that I've extended out into are as of a result of being a coach and and realizing that it's not just about food. It's not just about exercise. If it was just about those things, we could probably solve most 90% of, you know, the world's issues pretty quickly. You know, we could just give them a diet and a workout and say, okay, great, you're good, right? But most of this that I've really, um, you know, dove into in the last few years is as a result of wanting to be able to help people on a deeper level. And so that's what, you know, the ayahuasca journeys have been about. That's what um, all of my meditation challenges and programs have been about. It's what my authentic self program that I developed about five years ago has been about. It's been about getting to the root of the energetic imprint that is who you are and helping you to sort out if that's the energetic embodiment you want to hold on to or if you want to grow into a different expression. And so I think that it's helpful for folks to realize that, you know, even if this stuff seems a little more hippy dippy or a little more esoteric, it grows out of a very roots in the ground place of going, okay, 
I've given people all of the dietary advice I know how to give. I've given people all of the workout advice I know how to give. Why aren't they doing it? Like what is fundamentally getting in the way of us stepping into becoming our best expression? And that's where I feel like I've just really been able to blossom as a coach and as a helper because we can use some of these other modalities like meditation, like working in the Akashic Records. Um, even, you know, lately I've been working with crystals a lot and as hippy dippy as that sounds, you know, we're all energy. And so anything that we can do to bring higher frequency, to bring higher vibration to our reality can be beneficial. You know, even if it's just a simple thing as, wow, when I wake up and I look at that amethyst on my nightstand, it makes me feel happy. Then that's enough, right? Yeah. Whatever, whatever it is for you. Um, Let's talk about it. You mentioned it. What are the Akashic records? What is this? Yeah. So they, you know, there's a lot of ancient sages and um, teachers who talk about the Akashic field. And it's really speaking to this paradigm of knowledge that is kind of uh, all, all things held in this knowledge bank. So a lot of people think of it almost like the Library of Congress, where you can go there and you can look up any information about past um, past events, present events. And in the Akashic field, they say that it even holds energetic imprints for what will occur in the future. So we really are moving into a more spiritual domain, a more spiritual and kind of esoteric lens at what we're looking at our world through. But um, the Akashic field is really this, this energetic embodiment of all information. And every person can access that. They can access it through meditation, um, they can access it through a, a kind of a sequence of prayers that you can kind of get yourself into a, a, a lineage with it, if you will, and start to pull down that information. And the reason that I love working in the Akashic field is that every person's soul has had, I mean, and this is like, obviously there's going to be varying opinions on how many lifetimes you think you've had or whatever, but every person's soul has imprints, has energetic imprints in it. And the Akashic field is said to hold all of that energy, all that energetic imprint, all of that information. So if you want to go and look at, you know, your soul's journey or the energy that is in your soul or what could be supportive for your soul moving forward, this Akashic field is a really cool way to do that. I guess on devil's advocate side or whatever, like, well, what do you mean? Like, how do you ask access it? Where are there? This is just one modality. Why this one? Yeah. Yeah, totally. And there are many modalities, right? So this is, this has always been my thing as a coach is that I want to meet people where they are. So, you know, if you're thinking, oh, I want to have a more, a bigger spiritual practice, maybe meditation is the perfect place and just getting quiet and just, you know, just finding your center might be all that you need for your spiritual practice for your life. But maybe you do some meditation and maybe you get a little bit curious about that sort of heightened realm or that heightened state of information or, or, um, or awareness that comes sometimes when you're in that meditative state. So you might be, you know, trying to think clearly and you might be trying to sit perfectly still and being so quiet and all of that stuff is happening. But then suddenly this amazing thought pops into your head out of nowhere. And it's this inspired thought about a new business idea, or maybe it's an inspired thought about a new partnership that you should go into. 
But somewhere this, you know, divine little frequency pops this thought into your head that came from you being still, that came from you being in that essence of really trying to quiet the mind and trying to work on a higher frequency. And so I think sometimes the Kashic field is the place that that this information can come from. I mean, it, it's kind of crazy to think about it, but you know, there, there's a field of awareness. There's a field of information that can sometimes feed us this energy, feed us these ideas and feed us these imprints. And so a lot of people just think like, oh, if I have an inspired idea, it just comes out of nowhere. But what if there's a place where this information is held, where these kind of, um, you know, divine thought forms are held that are that, that are coming down to you know to be fed into you and so you can actually purposely try to go access that realm you can have a practice that actually purposely puts you in connection with that information bank and you can work with it to expand your energetic field to expand your possibility to expand how you see yourself in the world and so i think it's just kind of cool when you think about it from that perspective of like Oh yeah, maybe, maybe the, that energy, that information, all of that embodiment comes from an actual realm. And it's not, it's not like hypnosis or anything. Tell us a little bit about, aside from you being able to do it yourself, let's say for yourself, because you've, you know, trained and you've really sort of put that intention energy towards that practice. You also bring other people through it. Tell us about that. How does that work? Yeah. So I do, I work kind of twofold. So I work with people giving readings. So I will actually, you know, um, in an, in a one hour session, sit you down and we'll open your Akashic records. So your soul's records. And I do it with a prayer. Um, so the teacher that taught me gave me her prayer. And for a long time I used her prayer. And then in this last year, um, the Akashic records actually gave me my own prayer, which means essentially that they're giving me permission to teach it. And so now I have my prayer that I use with clients to help them access their soul's records. And then I also can teach them how to do it with other people. So I kind of do it on both sides. And really, it's just very simple. We, we walk through the prayer and we, you know, acknowledge this, this place called the Akashic records. And we, you know, we essentially ask for an invitation or ask for permission to enter into this stream of consciousness. And then we start asking questions and really communicating with this field of knowledge. And so sometimes when I open someone's records, immediately information will start flooding in and, you know, they'll just like the field itself We'll just have a lot that it wants to say. It wants to share. It'll just start shooting out information to the person that I'm working with. Sometimes it's more of a question and answer thing where they'll have questions and then I'll ask the, the Akashic records. What do you think about this? They're looking at this job. What do you, you know, what, where's the energy for this? Does it look good? Does it look positive? Um, and it will give me actual information about that decision or about whatever it is that they're looking to create in their lives. And that comes through. Um, in different sensory experiences. So sometimes I'll get it in vision. Sometimes I'll get it in words. Sometimes I'll get it in a physical feeling in my body. Um, sometimes I'll even hear certain sounds or even uh, smell or taste something. So it'll literally come in through all of my sensory perception and it will give me information about what to share with that person around whatever topic we're looking to to create more awareness around. 
What are some experiences or transformations from sessions that stand out to you with clients um, Mm. that you can share? Yeah, you know, um, some things that come through that I think are really transformational for people um, are things, you know, that they don't expect to come through. So that might be a loved one on the other side that comes through. I get that a lot. I get babies. So spirit babies that want to come in and maybe uh, be the baby of the of the particular person I'm working with, I get um, I get traumas that they've experienced. So things they've gone through, and sometimes that could be losing a child, um, that could be having a traumatic experience. Sometimes that'll come through, and a lot of times that comes through because it wants to be healed and it wants to be completed. And so often there'll be a bit of a um, a request either from that soul to just acknowledge that the the soul contract or the thing that they came in to do with that person is complete so that that person can move on. I've had, um, you know, it's really sweet. I've had people who have had, uh, you know, tragic passings of people they love that they had questions about, that they were left wondering, well, what about this or what about that, that the souls have come through to answer those questions. So it's, really, really amazing stuff. I'm actually still shocked every single time I do one, what comes through and how clearly it comes through. Um, I also do a lot of energy work. So sometimes I'll just get, um, you know, stagnation or energy in a certain chakra or a certain part of your body that's asking to be moved, that's asking to be healed. So I work a lot with energy medicine and kind of moving those frequencies out of the body Um, I've been doing Reiki since I was like 16, so I've worked with energy healing for a really long, long time. But the cool thing about working in the Akashic field is that it will actually sometimes give you a specific way to heal something. And uh, it it might be a song, it might be a sound, it might be a combination of projecting um, healing in a certain area of the body with sound. And so it's really like a very specific healing modality for that person in that moment for what they need. And so I think that's why I love the Akasha so much is that it's not one modality. It's what does this person need right now in this moment to help powerfully heal or to help powerfully project them into their future. And, um, and it, it's really fed in a very specific way for that person. How can a listener sort of get involved or explore this further with you? Mm, so um, I think the best way is to probably check out um I've started a new Instagram called Starseed Collective. So it's starseed.collective. And I post a lot more about this stuff. You know, Be The Wellness is very much more like health and fitness side of things. It's very much more in the uh, the lower chakras, if you will, in the body and the physical realm and all that. And this Starseed Collective is more for uh, a little bit of my hippier side to come forward and to share a little bit more about the energy work and the Akasha. So that would be a great place. Um, and if you are curious about getting a reading or curious about getting the training, you can always reach out to me at Vanessa at Be The Wellness. Um, and I'm happy to share about it personally as well. But I think, you know, the one thing I would just say to people is that I think we're all feeling this energetic shift. You know, the old things that used to work for us just somehow aren't quite working the way that they used to. And I think that that's why this particular time is such a cool time for us to start exploring some different modalities, some different frequencies, some different 
energetic um, creations so that we can start to evolve in our path in our own unique way. And it's not, you know, there's no right way to do this stuff. It's all about a curiosity. It's all about something that might just ping you in the gut and you're like, what is this? this is like, I don't, I don't understand this. It kind of doesn't make sense, but somehow I have a gut feeling that I should learn more. And I would just say, you know, follow your curiosity on it. Like let yourself be curious about these different modalities. And if that's with me or with, if that's with a different energy worker, then, you know, just, just explore what comes naturally to you. I love it. I love it. And, you know, throughout my life, so many of these modalities, so many different ones have helped me for different parts of my life, different things I was going through health or otherwise emotional, et cetera, from whether it was like biofeedback to hypnosis, to tapping to, you know, anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, all this stuff is very interesting, valid. And I think if anything, it puts you in again, somewhat of a meditative reflective state of awareness that is great to go into no matter how you get there, <laughs> you know, in yeah. Some, yeah, like you're yeah. saying. So it's, it's worth jumping in on that because eight pack abs are great, but not if you're miserable <laughs> and living a life you hate. <laughs> totally. And I think that's one of the things I love also about working in the Akashic Records is that the person receiving the information gets a healing and then I get a healing as well. So the whole thing is very up-leveled. It's just like everyone gets up-regulated in the situation and it's just a really beautiful modality. And I think, you know, one of the reasons I really wanted to come on the Primal podcast and talk about it is that, you know, a lot of these things have, we've been so segregated, right? So you're either a health and fitness person or you're hippy-dippy. And there's like, you're in a camp, right? And I just think that the time is calling for us to integrate. It's not one or the other. It's all of the above, or at least some version of all of the above, you know? And I think that so many people are looking for answers. They're looking for meaning. They're looking for a richness and a depth in their reality that isn't always just created in the physical domain and isn't always just created in the spiritual domain. Mm -hmm. But how can we kind of marry these paths together so that we feel fully embodied, fully expressed. And like we have a full, a full um, toolkit to deal with whatever the moment calls for. I love it. I love it. So well said. Yeah. I mean, it's mind body, right. And in the past, you know, several years, uh, on Primal Blueprint podcast, I've really brought in so many people in the mindset arena because it is more than just focusing on our you know, like nutrient dense foods, right? <laughs> and yeah. so much more. It's communication. It's tribe. It's uh, you know going back to Mark's title of his book, Primal Connection, right? And this right. is yeah. part of that too. Um, and it's a search for meaning, right? It's absolutely. like, we, we, we sat know. there under the stars, our hunter-gatherer ancestors and looked up, how do you think religion, all sorts of different explanations came about, right? It's from right. that search for what the hell is that out there? What is this? <laughs> what is, what it is this? Exactly. <laughs> and I'll just so say- as a hunter-gatherer. <laughs> totally, totally. <laughs> and I'll, I'll just add one thing is- um, I've been doing Kundalini yoga probably for about six or seven years. And just in this last year, I've done my teacher training. I've actually done three teacher trainings now. So I've gotten really deep into the energetics of that particular modality. And they talk about um, that 
Kundalini yoga in particular, they say a lot of it was downloaded from this Akashic realm. So it was these masters and sages and yogis who were in touch with this realm, this energetic field, this informational field that gave them the yogic science, the yogic technology. And so that's just a great example, I think, for people to understand that like this field of consciousness exists out there and what's possible for us to download into our own life. You know, if these yogis were able to download a whole yogic science, like what can you create in your life from it? And I think that that's, what's really exciting is like, I mean, people have downloaded books, people have downloaded all kinds of amazing things and it's just this unending possibility. I love it. Where, um, where is be the wellness going, um, Mm. from here, as life turns to normal again, will there be opportunities for people to jump on a safari? Yeah, absolutely. So we're super excited for 2022 and we're ramping up big time. Um, there might be a few smaller things in the end of 2021. I'm actually doing, uh, we moved to Jackson Hole. So this was a big change of pace for us in the last year. Well, really in the last three months, we moved to Jackson Hole from LA where we'd been for the last 10 years. And, um, so, and we actually got a really big house here because we want to run events here in Jackson hole. So we'll be doing some stuff here locally. Um, but we'll also be doing some international stuff again in early 2022. We'll be back in Peru and we're still building out the rest of 2022. So we'll have a lot of stuff coming online for that in the next probably three or four months. Um, but the other cool thing that we are just launching is working with other, uh, other coaches, other influencers, other people who want to run events and have communities like ours, but maybe don't want to deal with the logistics of planning, uh, you know, some kind of international adventure. So we're actually starting to work with other coaches to plan their events as well, which is really cool. So if you're a coach out there and this is something that's been on your radar, you can reach out to us as well because we're starting to do kind of bespoke experiences for coaches and influencers as well. I love that. That, By the way, that is so key, everybody. Have that on your mind. If you want to run a workshop event any place in the world, they've already done it. They have the back end already figured out. It's about just connecting up with them. It's so like when you guys told me you were going to do that, I was like, oh, so excited that (laughs) that you're offering that out to other people now that you've mastered how to do it. Um, That's wonderful. No. And so bethewellness.com and that's B-E-E, like Bumblebee. So bethewellness.com is the main website. Is that really where everyone should go? Yeah, definitely. That's still the main hub. Um, Starseed Collective is being built right now. So by the time this comes out, I think actually that will be up and that'll be starseed-collective.com. And a really easy way to get involved as well every month on the full moon, I do full moon parties. So I talk a little about crystals. I talk about energy. It's just kind of a community gathering. Um, it's free to attend and it kind of can help you get your toes wet, especially if this stuff is a little bit more on the hippy dippy side of the pool for you. It's a great place to kind of peek in and see what's going on. (laughs) So yeah, (laughs) there'll be a link in the show notes that you can, um, you know, get notifications about that, but that's a great way I think to kind of yeah, to, to give it a shot and see how you feel about this world. <laughs> well, it's so funny because, you know, it, it just always reminds me of when I landed in California in general and like so many years ago. And uh, what a shock everything was to me in California. I lived in Northern California and Southern California. 
And it's really funny because I guess you and I are so used to it too. Yes. We're so used to so many of these things are so prevalent where we are that it's, it's almost like everyone speaks that same language. And yeah. then it's interesting to go to other places where people are like, what? <laughs> you Californians. You Californians. I know. And, and I think that that's really- That's um, what I love about California. I, I know. It's great. We're, we have always traditionally been- on the cutting edge of new stuff. Right. And this is just always how it is, is that there's some idea, there's some philosophy and yeah, we might not be able to prove it scientifically, but it's the basis for, you know, the research method. And then pretty soon, you know, they're proving that, oh yeah, actually, you know, breath work changes the gray matter in your brain that like turns out the hippies were right all along. (laughs) (laughs) And so I, I think that that's why I really want to approach it from kind of a coach's perspective is that, whatever makes your life better, you know, why not be willing to give it a shot and why not be able to, why not look at trying something different? Because if it makes you happier, it makes you more excited about your life, then who cares? Who cares what it is? It's like, if it makes your life better, then it's, it's right. It's good for you. (laughs) Yeah. And I will say this to everyone, if they haven't already figured out by hearing you, which is, Truly, Vanessa is someone that you can be absolutely open and vulnerable with working with her. Um, You hold so much space for people, have so um, mm, much empathy. And so in in this space, if you're feeling out there like you want to kind of, you know, she's the perfect person to sort of, you know, test the waters here because there's no one that you would feel more comfortable with, I can say for sure. Mm. Yeah. Thank you. No. And you know, and the the other thing, I really appreciate that. that, That's fully felt. So thank you so much. Um, But the other thing I would say is that it's good to keep a sense of humor about this stuff too, right? Because we really can't prove it. We don't know how it works. And so before we get like too, you know, uh, I don't know, like we get too serious about it. I do think it's fun to just take it with a grain of salt and to have fun with it as well, you know? And it's like, I'm the first to make fun of myself for my hippy dippy ways or to kind of like joke about it because I think it gives us a lightness of being and it gives it an approachability that makes it easier for people to wrap their brain around. Right. But so on the end note there too, like I did one of these sessions with Vanessa recently before we decided to record this podcast and uh, me being also a little bit uh, open, but skeptical in certain particular modalities, maybe because I don't know too much about them. um, I will still say though that, okay, so even if like, I was like, all right, yeah, do this. (laughs) Here we go. (laughs) There we go. No, but here's the thing. So relaxing definitely mm. got you into a state thinking about certain things that why not? They're important. They're your life. Mm-hmm. And so there's value regardless of whether even afterwards I was like, Oh, I'm a total believer. And like, it's, it's, you know what I'm saying? Like the experience yeah. itself was lovely and definitely put me in an energy that was absolutely worthwhile, despite whether or not like <laughs> one would believe or not believe. Like it did, that actually didn't even matter. Do you know what I mean? Right. I still mm-hmm. think it's valuable, which is why I wanted to talk about it too, because I do think it was a lovely experience, you know? And of course I feel very comfortable with you as well, but it was, um, yeah, it's like put, set the right, set the right vibe. Yeah. And I think that's what I love about working in this field and in this kind of energy bank is that you do really feel good after that. I mean, 
someday I hope we'll really understand this idea about vibration and frequency and all these things that we like to throw out there. Um, because obviously we know that we are vibratory beings and that, you know, we emit energy and all of that is true, but I hope someday we'll really be able to distill what this means when you are working in these higher levels of frequency or higher levels of consciousness. Because I think that when you're working in the Kashic field or you're working in these kind of higher realms of consciousness, there's just, it's like your, it's like if you had, um, you know, uh, holes in your, in your physical being, they get patched up and you feel complete again. It's like there's just something that feels more put together after you do these kinds of, of readings and, and work in this field. And I think that's why I, I hope someday we'll understand it. But for now, we have to just go on the anecdotal evidence that we feel really good. <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, it's fun and why not? And it's a good space to be in. Like, I mean, if, if even if it's just chalked up to that, that is a win. So absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. I'm here for that. <laughs> absolutely. Well, As the kids say. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you guys check out Be The Wellness. Uh, they also have a podcast, lots of really great interviews. Also, actually, one, the best interview ever with Mark Sisson. It's mm-hmm. your episode 100, right? Yep. Episode 100. Yep. Episode 100 is, yeah. you guys, if you're a fan of Mark Sisson, this is one of the best episodes because it's almost not even about primal or health. It's about his life. It's totally about his life. Yeah. It's, it's like really story cool. time with Mark. <laughs> yeah, I like, I've known him, you know, a long time and I'm like, I learned stuff I didn't know. I was like, oh my God, damn, I have to ask him about that. <laughs> like, never that. Uh, it's really, really a fun episode. So that's episode 100 on Be The Wellness Podcast with Mark Sisson. It's really, truly, oh, so good. Um, yeah, it is. It's, just a, it's timeless. Um, anyway, thank you so much for joining us again and for all the work that you do and for just putting yourself out there. And also uh, your husband, Adam, as well. Give him a shout out. Uh, he's mm. a wonderful person. Thank you so much. Is there anything you want to leave our audience with on an end note? Um, you know, I just think, I just think, yeah, trust your gut. You know, if this stuff isn't for you, then that's okay. None of this stuff has to be for you. And I just really, I think people, everyone out there is a sovereign being. And so trust your gut, go with what feels right. That's always the most important thing. And if that leads you to the Kashuk records or that leads you away from the Kashuk records, then, you know, just know that that's what's right for you right now. And, and there's, and that's absolutely perfect. I love it. Thank you so much. And for everyone else, we will see you next week. Thanks, so. Appreciate you. Primal Blueprint listeners don't compromise on pantry classics. Whether you're going keto, paleo, in the middle of a whole 30-month, or adding to your Primal-approved arsenal, Primal Kitchen has a full range of mayo, ketchup, dressings, and oils that add flavor and variety to any meal without ever compromising on ingredient quality. From avocado oil-based mayos bursting with flavors like kicky chipotle lime, creamy classic, zesty garlic aioli, or savory pesto, to unsweetened ketchups and organic mustards, there's a condiment to complement every taste bud. Be sure to stock up on Primal Kitchen avocado oil, extra virgin olive oil, and new balsamic vinegar of Modena to add ease and great flavor to any dish, whether you're grilling, baking, broiling, braising, sautéing, or stir-frying. Primal Blueprint listeners can get their favorites 20% off when they use the code PRIMALBLUEPRINT at checkout.